From the Financial Times in London, I'm Jonathan Wheatley and this is FT News. Ecuador's presidential election has provided another big test for Latin America's battered left. At stake is the legacy of the populist president, Rafael Correa, a US-trained economist who's been in power for a decade. His protégé, Lenin Voltaire Moreno, is up against Guillermo Lasso, a conservative former banker. Joining me on the line from Quito to discuss all this is our Andes correspondent, Andres Schipani. Andres, hello. To win outright, Mr Moreno needed to secure at least 40% of the vote in the first round that we had at the weekend and keep a 10-point lead over Mr Lasso. It looks like it's going down to the wire. What's the latest? Well, the votes are still being counted much slower than initially expected or hoped. Electoral authorities warn that it may still take another day or so before we know the final result. This is fueling allegations of fraud and heating up tensions, and with a few thousand people protesting outside the National Electoral Court here in Quito, as of now, with over 93% of votes counted, Lenin Moreno leads with 39.1%, Guillermo Lasso has 28.4%, and trailing behind is Cynthia Viteri, a former centre-right lawmaker who bagged 16.2% of the polls. The rest of the ballots are scattered around other opposition candidates. OK, so it looks as though Moreno is on the way in. If he does win, does he maintain the policies that Rafael Correa has had in place for the last 10 years? Well, that's a big question mark, actually. He is Correa's former deputy president, and he is much more conciliatory, more emollient than Correa, but he has vowed to continue his populist policies. It remains to be seen how much of a proxy candidate he really is if he wins. Some analysts say, hold on, he may not be as pliant as many think he would be. Pliant in what sense? Pliant in terms of being just essentially a Correa stand-in. Okay, what kind of a legacy does Correa leave? What condition has he left the country in for the next president? Well, I'd say his legacy is a very strong one, but a very divisive one. I mean, the economy has doubled in size since he took office in 2007. Poverty has shrunk. Public spending ballooned under Correa. Some of the public works under his mandate are impressive. I mean, he has changed the face of Ecuador in many, many ways. Moreover, he brought political stability to one of Latin America's most volatile countries. You have to think that three of Correa's predecessors did not finish their mandates. But many would say that that stability has a darker side. And Ecuador is an oil-exporting country. And after so much spending, lower commodity prices brought along a recession, a spike in underemployment, allegations of corruption, spendthrift and mismanagement. Also, after having defaulted voluntarily, in 2008 on $3.2 billion of foreign bonds. Many fear the country is now over-indebted to China and, after returning to the markets in 2014, also to bondholders. Then there is the polarization. Some of Correa's followers thank him for bringing a sort of pride to Ecuador after years and years of instability, but Correa is a very strong figure who bullies critics on national television and has turned the media into his whipping boy. That sort of like fiery mercurial attitude is not going down well among many Ecuadorians, and he has alienated some of the indigenous groups, the environmentalists, and pockets of the middle, and even the lower classes. Political foes accuse Correa of being a sort of like a thin-skinned bully in a manner quite similar to that of U.S. President Donald Trump. So again, to many, the stability Ecuador has today has a darker side. And if Moreno does win, how much of that would he change? Well, it remains to be seen. I mean, if he wins, everything points that 
he would secure a majority in the legislature. So that could make his life easier. But the economy is in very bad shape. It was in a recession last year. The IMF still forecasts a recession for this year. Official figures show that Ecuador is already over that recession. But still, he will need a lot of good management, which we don't know if he will have in his cabinet. He's not going to have a vast majority, as Correa has enjoyed over his past three mandates. As one economist told me, Correa is the grave digger of his successor. And what about Mr. Lasso then? Would he be able to affect any change of course from what we've had before? Well, Lasso wants, I mean, it remains to be seen if Lasso wins, how much of weaving room he's going to have. What he wants to promote is a completely different agenda from that of Correa and Moreno. He wants to promote foreign investment and trade. He has vowed to cut taxes and tariffs, shrink the size of the state under a fiscal austerity. He wants to spark growth, and he may need the help of multilateral organizations like the IMF to do so. One of his goals is also to ask his regional allies for their support in a bid to make Ecuador a member of the Pacific Alliance, which is a trade bloc of free market Latin American countries. He wants, as he said, to wave bye-bye to the Venezuelan-led ALBA bloc of left-wing countries, which currently includes not only Ecuador but also Bolivia and Cuba, Another item on his agenda of distancing far from Correa's foreign policy will be to take a much tougher stance against socialist Venezuela, which he believes to be under the regime of a dictatorship of a single party, which he compares to Ecuador. So there's a big difference, but it remains to be seen how powerful he could be in order to be able to implement all of this. There's a diminishing number of left-wing governments in Latin America. We've seen a spectacular rejection of left-wing governments in Brazil and Argentina and Venezuela, as we know, deeply in crisis at the moment. What's the mood about left-wing policies in Ecuador? After Bolivians rejected Evo Morales' bid to run for another re-election a year ago, if Moreno wins, Ecuador could be the sort of like last man standing in terms of left-wing governments, unless Evo Morales tries again. So I have interviewed Guillermo Lasso in his campaign headquarters in the city of Guayaquil, and he told me he could become, if he wins, of course, he could become part of this trend of businessmen turned presidents in the likes of Mauricio Macri in Argentina and Pedro Pablo Kuczynski in Peru, and this is what he said. Like many Ecuadorians, I am also tired of politicians. That is why I have decided to do what I have done, arriving this far. I am determined to govern Ecuador to create a country of opportunities for everyone to prosper because I got tired of politicians, and I believe the cases of Pedro Pablo Kuczynski and Macri are very similar in that sense. And what about Mr Correa himself? Would this be the end for him, or could he stage a comeback? Well, that is another big question mark. I mean, Correa has pledged to move to Belgium, where his wife is from, after leaving the presidency in late May. However, he still enjoys roughly 60% approval ratings, which means he could remain the most powerful Ecuadorian. So he's sort of left critics guessing on whether he will attempt a comeback after a four-year break. I mean, if Moreno wins, that may be in a style similar to the return of Russia's Vladimir Putin. That is what many of his critics believe. So he has warned his political enemies not to tamper with his legacy. Otherwise, they will see him back here in 2021. And one person who will be watching the outcome with a particular personal interest is the WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, who's holed up in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. What happens to him, Andres? Well, I mean, if Moreno wins, it seems he'll be safe there, still hold up. But Lasso told me that he would boot him out 
that he would give him 30 days to leave the embassy from the day he takes over as president in late May. So if this election goes to a second round and if Mr. Lasso wins on April 2nd, that means Julian Assange would have to leave the embassy by June 24th. OK, well, that's a binary outcome for one person at least. All right, thanks very much, Andres. Good to talk to you. Thank you. 